Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. If you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand, posted up in front of his microphone stand. Get up on there and tell him who you am, my friend. Who I am? Yes. Maybe I'm your homie. Maybe I'm your fam. Yes. Not a female, definitely a man. This is true. Ain't afraid to take a stand. That's right. That's all I got. Oh, I was going to say something about cooking in my pots and pans, but. It's like spoken word. I'm giving you the snaps up. That was some of this. Yes. Preach, brother. Preach. I speak to everybody, but I only love my only fans. (laughs) (laughs) And when I cook dinner and I have leftovers. I wrap it in saran. Saran. <laughs> Rap is what I do. <laughs> oh, oh, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. the hip-hop Mandalorian. This is the world. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Snuggle Jennings. Yes. One of my favorites. One yeah. of my personal favorites. Snuggles. Who doesn't love some snuggles? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's what's up. What's going on? Hey, man. So we, we, we had pretty heavy episode with the pop stuff. We did. We uh, did. Great not, episode. Uh, then uh, not necessarily heavy, but uh, a pretty cool episode having my son in studio. Amazing. I loved it, man. I told him when he was here. I said it during the episode. I think that one's going to pan out and end up being one of my all-time favorites, man. Uh, Great episode. And uh, I tell you this, uh, and we talk about how you said it with the night voice and whatever, uh, how... Uh, he got that from me, maybe, but uh, I, I'll tell you this: uh, the apple didn't fall fall far from the tree. He had no trouble being on the mic, did he? No, he did not. He took right to that. I was when you're like, "All right, why don't you tell him a little bit about our story?" Like you threw him right in, and I went, "Oh boy, here we go. This could uh, he's never done this. It could be rough." It was, dude. It was like riding a bike, man. Yeah. He didn't have any trouble with that. Which is a little different than like uh, you know, like uh, when we had the coldest on. Yes, we had him the mic, and he was like. So Kyle, what do you think about this? And he was like, I like to play. Yeah. <laughs> but then he warmed up and he was fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard when you're like, okay, go. Yeah, some folks have to warm up to it. That's why when you were like, so go ahead and tell him your story. Like, just wow, that's a lot to unload. Like, that's a lot. I, be- I believed in him. Yeah, oh, he, he knocked it out of the park, man. Home run, mm-hmm. home run. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Uh, I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed that episode. And, and like I said, and it, man, it inspired me to talk about my own son and we started to reflect on everything there and what was going on it was, it was 
amazing. It very therapeutic. It was therapeutic. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, so you know, I charge 75 an hour. The oh, checks in the mail. So that was one hour. God yeah. damn it. Can I, do you take checks? I have burritos, actually. Oh, burritos. <laughs> I'm only paid in Mexican food. $75 for the burritos, man. We could be in trouble. They're not that expensive. I'm going to be, so you need lunch for like the next 15 to 20 S recording sessions. <laughs> Where are you buying burritos at that they're that cheap? What year is it right now? What are they, nine a pop? Nine dollars? Yeah. Ten dollars? Okay, yeah. All right, so maybe the next seven recording sessions. Remember when I said, like, that's us sitting in front of being sitting in front of people and being told to do math? Yes, yeah. We, we both would fail, apparently. That's it, man, no. We can talk on a microphone, but don't ask me to do math. It's hey, man, get on the microphone and bullshit for 60 minutes. Not a problem. Yeah. All right. Now break down this double division. I'm out. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. If you don't figure out this advanced, uh, what's what's a what's algebraic a high, formula? What's a, if you cannot figure out this advanced calculus pro problem, we will murder Bill. Bye, Bill. Bill, you a dead motherfucker, man. <laughs> oh man, so let me see. First outside, inside, last. That's algebra. Okay, you're dead. Yeah, that's it, Bill. I tried. I'm sorry. Love you, brother. I hope it was it was a good ride while you were here. Yeah. No, man, but uh, no, it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the last two episodes. I like when we, I like the fact that this podcast isn't in a box. You know, when you and I started, I think we boxed this podcast into a very narrow vision of we're, we love hip hop. We grew up on hip hop. We're going to talk about hip hop. So we placed this podcast in a very small box. And naturally, we started to break the barriers on that box really quickly. Well, wait a minute. But we also love music. I mean, well, music, duh. We also love movies, and we love television, and we love food, and we love our family. And this podcast has just become such a, a, a passion project in so many different ways. W what a great tribute we did to your father. You know, that was amazing and probably therapeutic for you as well, I would imagine. I would say that you said a passion project. We, you know what we do here on the Two and Nine to Infinity podcast? We embrace life. We do. Absolutely. All forms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and music is life. Entertainment is life. Yes. Life is yes. life. Absolutely. Well, when people say, what is the Two and Nine to Infinity podcast? I go, it's what makes us happy. You know, really. It's what we're passionate about. And that could be. It apple could be fritters. Apple fritters. Hip hop music. Uh, Marvel movies, I mean, you name it. Oh, hey, speaking of Marvel movies, man, something that's topical right now that's going on in, in our world that we love so much, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Have you been Have you been keeping up on that? I have. I've read about it. Yeah. It, uh, how crazy is that? Because that's like David versus Goliath, man. You When you decide to sue someone, you don't get much bigger than Disney. But everything I've read, I see... I see her point. I see why she's upset. The the problem I think is this, and 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 if you've see, like so so the lawsuit stuff is going on, but then also I've seen a lot of articles like directly like in, in court, not in correspondence to that, but just in general. Like I saw the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, and then like three days later, I saw an article where the CEO of Disney was talking about streaming being the future right and they're going to embrace it and so like the thing is is she had it written in her contract right like if it wasn't a contract thing she'd have nothing to stand on and it and they would just be like you got screwed but it was in her contract right it's in all of those guys's contract like that's how contracts were written prior to COVID. they get a percentage of the proceeds of the ticket sales that's how a big part of how they get paid for these movies right so she's really getting screwed if you think about it and she and and i i'm assuming scarlett johansson isn't waiting for that check to clear so she can go buy del taco no but, she's okay and that's been a lot of people's complaint oh it's one millionaire bitching at a billionaire you know what i mean and i'm like yeah i get that but still there's there's right and wrong no and look i am always gonna i don't care how much money you have yeah i don't care if you're well off but if you've done something and that money is yours, I believe that you deserve it. Yeah. Or if somebody like, like, let's say I let you borrow a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars bill, right? Yeah. And then I won five hundred thousand dollars in the lottery. Yeah. 
for you to assume I don't have to pay you back because you just got five hundred thousand dollars is bullshit. Right. Absolutely. That's I agree. Still with a thousand dollars. Not yeah. that you would do that, but you know no. what I mean. Like, but there's some people. That's a great metaphor. There's some yeah. people who might be like, "Why is Scott like fucking busting Bill's ass about the thousand dollars? He's got five hundred thousand dollars. Because that's my thousand dollars. I did that for you. Like, that's right. still my." You don't know what, maybe maybe I have somebody else that needs that $1,000. Maybe I want to do something, you know what I mean? Absolutely. The, the fact that I have $500,000 shouldn't matter. Like, that was a contract that we had. Absolutely, and that's the thing. It boils down to right and wrong. Like, I've been keep hearing that same argument that, oh, Scarlett Johansson's fine. It isn't just Scarlett Johansson that this stream is streaming these movies is hurting. I sent you the link that movie theaters are incredibly upset with Disney because uh, Black Widow had the biggest second week drop in ticket sales of any Marvel movie ever. Opening weekend, it did well. And then the second weekend where Marvel usually stands strong, their movies are usually number one, number two for like three or four weeks. They usually stay in that top five for quite a while and continue to rake in dough. Well, when you got half of your people buying tickets and trying to get out and the other half staying home and spending $30 to watch it in their living room, you're going to lose a lot of money. So, And movie theaters pay a lot of money for those reels. That why do you think we pay $10 for a soda and $12 for a large popcorn and $5.50 for a thing of M&Ms? It's because they've got to pay so much for that movie to get your ass in there so they can make money on the popcorn. They don't rake, really make all that much money off the ticket sales. They count on people coming in in droves and buying the snacks, buying the drinks, buying whatever to make their dough. So if they have that much of a dip, they're being crushed. And so if it dipped that much in ticket sales for them, then Scarlett Johansson isn't getting her percentage off those ticket sales and not making nearly the money she could have made. So I get her frustration, totally. Uh, they didn't, uh, you know, when this movie was supposed to be initially released, streaming a movie the same day it drops in theaters wasn't even an option a thought process no it wasn't there think. yet no no this is a quarantine thing and i and i say this you say you heard disney say that streaming is the future for me i am so, i was so glad to get back to the movie theater and see black widow i would not have wanted i saw that on imax i would not have wanted to watch that in my living room i will later but i want to see it in the theater first for me home is not ever going to be an option over the big screen in the movies the problem with that is there's less of you than there is of them. I guess so. Yeah. Like, I guess look at the numbers. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Men you know lie, I mean? lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if the biggest conglomerate of them all says, this is the way we're going. Yeah. Contracts will be written differently. Oh yeah. They're going to have to start offering a cut of the streaming sales as well to these guys. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I think that, I think it just comes down to kind of what we talked about when, when this all came out is I couldn't wait to go back to the theater, see it in the theater. It was great. I loved the experience. You were the same way. You said, you know, you, well, you guys almost ate a large popcorn before the credits. Oh, before the credits, even before the previews even were done, the trailers. Yeah. And, and, uh, that's what I meant. I meant trailers, not not credits. Uh, I knew what you meant. Um, Gotta correct myself, man. I screwed up. I yeah. made a mistake, it's man. It's all good. It's Get all your good. shit together, savage. <laughs> um, I allowed it. Thank you. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, the, but then there's people like Sweetie, who mm-hmm. two kids, a husband, getting somebody to watch them, and then getting out to that like, gets a process. Sure, absolutely. And so for her able to be able to see it, like she also then she was like, this is a way better option for me. But then like having the ability to stop it and pause it or something was going haywire in the house like it kind of ruins the movie experience too so like i I don't know how you Hmm. i don't know where the happy medium is for that right there is no happy medium you're either gonna watch it at home or watch it in the theater for me it's this i do love the hbo max part of it yeah. Because there's movies that I'm going to watch that I probably wouldn't go see in the theater. That that aspect of it is cool. Um, yeah, there hasn't been enough. Like, that 
new Space Jam kind of came and went. I didn't watch it. Um, I am going to watch the... Uh, it got so destroyed by people that uh, I didn't even want to waste I, my time. I didn't either. And I think it's still on HBO Max. I don't think the month is up. I may do it just for nostalgia reasons because I did love the original. But I think because I hold the original so highly, I, there's nowhere to go but down for this Space Jam with LeBron. But um, we've got the... Uh, Suicide Squad Part 2, which I didn't even see Part 1 because, again, the critics berated it, just berated it. This one's getting phenomenal reviews. People are going, you've got to see it. So this is something, this is probably the first movie on HBO Max since Kong vs. Godzilla that I'm, like, really, really excited to see. Like, I'm, I'm ready to watch this one. Um, but, yeah, man, for me, I just don't, you, you know, unless I can get that size of a screen in my living room and get that kind of a sound system like i saw black widow on imax imax not only is filmed differently because the screen's so massive it's even bigger than a regular movie screen the sound on imax is insane like you can't match that in your home and then there's just something about it we already talked about it on another when we reviewed black widow we talked about there's just something about sitting down in your seat, putting your drink and your popcorn in the cup holder, the lights dimming, the smell, the vibe. For me, it's an outing. It's an event. It's like going to a concert. You could put a concert on my TV. They were doing it during quarantine. 25 bucks to watch the Tech 9 concert or 40 bucks to see 311, whatever it was. I didn't do it because there's just something about being there. I've watched concerts on TV. The energy's not the same. So for me, there's an energy at the movie theater that's just different than sitting in my home. I could have a 70-inch, which I don't. I'd love to. 70-inch 4K TV with a Bose surround sound system, and I'm not going to get the vibe that I would get from a theater. It's an event. It's an outing. It's a date. It's, it's a lot more than just a movie. And so... I hate to hear that streaming is is going to take over because that means movie theaters are going to start going out of business. I we during quarantine we lost the Jackson Cinema in Jackson. The rumor is somebody's buying it out and going to retake it over. But if it's not profitable, maybe they change their mind. You know, if they start seeing this, they might go. Ugh. I am starting to see commercials where they're saying only in theaters, only like. Because to me, it seems like they can make more money. Let's milk this for every bit of ticket sales we can get. Then let's stream it. Maybe give it three or four months in the theater and then stream. I don't know. You know, that's the other thing, too. Like, how much, like, where's that money coming from? Like, it used to be like a movie would be in the theater. And if it was good, it would be there for four or five weeks. Right. And then it would disappear for six months, maybe a year. Before it came out on video, video or yeah. VHS or right, you know, DVD, then Blu-ray, then whatever, right, right, right. And then like when it dropped, it became a huge deal. Like like you know, sometimes they would sell out because the movie was so good and people couldn't wait to see it. Again. Oh yeah, Tuesdays, the same day new music came out, new movies would drop, and that right. new Walmart, hey, it's on sale the first week, fourteen ninety nine. The new Transformers, got to go get it. You right. know, like. Yeah, man, that's not the thing anymore. Now it's like three or four months later. Once it's had its semi-theatrical run, a lot of times a movie will still be at the theater when it's available to stream. Like a lot of times, like they don't wait very long anymore. But at least maybe give the movie a chance to to, to make some decent money. Let the people who don't want to wait. If you, if you at least gave it a month, the people that really want to see that movie will buy the ticket and go like then you're gonna have those people that weren't ever planning on going that'll pay 30 bucks at home but at least there are some people that are in the middle that are like man i really want to see it but it's right there you know I'll, I'll watch here i don't know maybe that's the answer maybe give the theaters a month maybe two months and then and then start the streaming i don't know i don't, I don't know. know where the happy medium is i yeah. don't know what the answer is i don't know i don't know where we're going to end up, I definitely do not want to completely lose the theater experience. No. But I am also a realist in the understand that more than likely, like, this is probably where we're headed on some level. Well, and you know what I think? Um, I think theaters are going to have to go more 3D. I think that's why we already started to see that, because they were making the transfer to Blu-ray and uh, streaming so quickly. The theaters had to start upping their game. That's why IMAX, you're paying 18 bucks a ticket, but 
that screen and the sound and then they're doing IMAX 3D. So now not only do you get the screen and the sound, but the picture's jumping out at you. And I just went, and I think there's one in Natomas, I'm not 100% sure, but now they have ScreenX and they have 4DX. So ScreenX is where they add more to the movie and the screen goes off to the side. So it's like you're immersed. So the movie isn't just in front of you, it's to your left and your right. So if you're in a car chasing scene, the screen is going past you and you feel like you're moving. And then the 4DX, which I actually did, I'll, I'll go into that. My son and I took a trip to Southern California. 4DX was $24 a ticket, but it's a total immersive experience. And, I, and I'll, I'll kind of break that down. We saw the Jungle Cruise because uh, initially the closest 4DX was Southern California. Now I think they have one in Thomas. I could be wrong. I thought at least they're going to open one in Natomas, but 4DX is, you've ridden on Soaring Over California at Disneyland, right? That's correct, sir. And you've done Star Tours. Also correct, sir. So take Star Tours and take Soaring Over California, combine those kind of technologies, and put yourself, but put it in a movie theater seat and to a, to a full-length two-hour movie. And that's what 4DX is. So... In the Jungle Cruise, when you're riding in the boat and you get a big giant open sh aerial shot of the boat approaching a, a waterfall, not only is your seat rumbling, like you're going over choppy water, but your seat is leaned back and moving forward so that you feel like you're zooming in on the boat with the camera. And then as you get closer to the waterfall, they've got air blowing down from the tops of the theater to feel like you're feeling the pressure of the water hitting the waterfall, hitting the water and blowing the air in your face. So you've got the rumbling, you've got the swooping in movement and you've got the air blowing in your face. So you feel like you're totally immersed and part of this movie. It was an, I'm going to be honest with you. The jungle cruise was just an okay movie. It was okay. The 40 X experience took it over the top. I did not feel gypped on my $24 a bit. It was like going on a really long Disneyland ride, but at the same time getting an incredible movie experience. From the opening credits where every Disney movie shows you the Disney castle and the fireworks go off, your seat leaned way back and then leaned forward and you swooped into the fireworks and it felt like you were part of it. And it was awesome, man. It was awesome. So there'd be like a scene where it'd be quiet and nothing would be happening and your chair would be still. And then let's say um, a native popped out and shot a dart all of a sudden, like when the native pops up and the dart shoots, your chair all of a sudden shakes and you're back in the action and it kind of startles you and gets you. You're like, whoa, it, it, dude, it was an incredible experience. Well worth every penny. My son and I had a blast. Like I said, my son liked the movie. He was like, that was good. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good, you know? Um, but I didn't come out of there feeling jipped because it was so much damn fun, you know? Right. Like the movie didn't necessarily have to be as good because I was like on a ride with it. And uh, so it was well worth the $24 a ticket. And we had a big ass fat dinner before we went. So I didn't have to buy popcorn or anything. We ate, uh, we w went to a place called Bird's Hot Wings. Cause my son Max takes after you. He likes that hot spicy chicken. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was his big, you know how? All right, so we took a trip to Southern California and the, the trip was we left, we left uh, Friday morning and we caught an Angels A's game. Friday night at 6.30 and then we had all day Saturday to just do whatever go to the beach, go to the movies, do whatever and my son found this hot chicken place and what my son doesn't understand about Southern California is, is it somewhere in LA and he shoots me a link yeah look at this chicken place, look at how amazing this looks, we gotta go there and I go hey do me a favor man that's in Los Angeles we're in Anaheim, punch that into your GPS Punch, it, punch in Angel Stadium and then punch that restaurant in and just tell me how far of a drive it is because I know. I know Southern California traffic and you don't get... He's like, he shoots back. Oh yeah, it's over an hour to get there. I go, yeah, we're not going to that chicken place. <laughs> I love you. Right. I said, let me do something for you. And I typed best spicy chicken sandwich in Anaheim. And up comes Bird's Hot Chicken. It's on Harbor Boulevard. And I sent him the link in the pictures and he's like, that looks amazing. And the whole time, right, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to go to an Angels game. And he's like, I'm so stoked for the spicy chicken. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, really? Because I spent $120 on uh, on these Angels Ace tickets. They're really good seats. We're like on the visitor side, right down the right down the first baseline, uh, really close. But you, you really want that spicy chicken sandwich? But, but the sandwich. Yeah. And he fucking loved it, dude. He he. Uh, remember when you accidentally got the spicy version? And uh, when we went to Firewinks, you ordered that Nashville chicken sandwich and they gave you the hottest one. And you were like, whoo, it was before a concert. You were like, I can't, I can't finish this. It was like crazy hot. Well, I ordered medium or mild because they asked you. He did hot. And he's like, he was getting. And we ordered what they call sliders. Their version of sliders was just two full. It was two. So I'm like, oh, sliders, two with fries. That won't be no big deal. I took a picture of it and put it on my Instagram. It was two full-size sandwiches. They were not sliders with a shit ton of fries, and they were delicious. But Max is getting through his sandwiches, and he's going. He's starting to sweat, and his sinuses are clearing out. He goes, you know, this is almost a little too hot, but it's still good. It's good, but it's almost, it's a little, and for him to say that, because he likes spicy, I knew it was over the top. But yeah, man, we we had a blast, but... I think that might be the future for movie theaters is the 40X, the Screen X, the IMAX. You're just not going to be able to do that at home. And I, unfortunately, you're probably going to see their ticket prices start to even go up more than they already are to account for the fact that less people are going to the movies to try to balance that out and make up for it. I mean, I could totally see that happening, but I'll continue to go, man. The Screen X was phenomenal, um, and I love IMAX, so for me but yeah no my son and i had a had a great time on the trip it was a blast man it was a blast and a's and your a's won right you know what's funny yeah they did and initially we were going to go to the saturday game at one o'clock and i said you know what dude we're going to sit in the direct sunlight we're going to fry our asses off at one o'clock it's going to be so hot i got vacation time i'm taking friday off let's leave friday morning and we'll just drive get to the hotel check in and watch the game Friday night. They're supposed to do fireworks. It'll be amazing. And you know what's funny is the A's won Friday. They lost Saturday. So it was it was meant to be. It was it was awesome. It was funny. Max was rooting for the Angels though because of Shohei, Shohei Otani. Everything was Shohei. Shohei. Like, we got there and they gave us a tote bag and his picture was one of the pictures of the players on there. And inside the tote bag they were handing you a T-shirt with his number and his name on the back. So we got. Otani t-shirts we got tote bags and then man every, and trout still hurt so he wasn't there so man the place just erupted every time he came to bat but yo my ace shut him down you know he got one he got he got a single but he attempted to steal a base and our catcher gunned him out at second man got him got him well, who was it terry steinbach it was steinbach yeah it was incredible he came out of retirement just for this game because he knew i was going to be there he's mm-hmm. like big fan of the 209 to infinity he's like yeah. i'm gonna show up for this one <laughs> but me and my boy carney lansford out of retirement yeah, that would be amazing i would go to that game man oh yeah lead off ricky henderson it was impressive yeah mm-hmm. no but man it was one of those games where it wasn't like the most exciting game because it was a pitching duel for the longest time like the first five innings were scoreless and so it was just about like waiting for something to happen. And then the first run that the A's score was they got walked in. So when the pitcher did start to derail, it wasn't, he, we weren't getting hits. We were just like, our guys were not swinging. They're like, this guy's pitching garbage now. We're just going to walk. And we walked in a run. And then there wasn't another run. It stayed one nothing until the seventh or eighth inning. And then Chapman, Chapman took one out, got a home run. So it was two nothing. So not the most exciting game in the world. You, you, you know how you were talking about on the episode about your pops, how the the Giants were right there against the Dodgers and it was exciting and they brought it back and they won. There was never a moment where you felt like the Angels had a shot. You know, they'd get a guy on and you just knew like, yeah, this ain't happening tonight. There was no energy. There was no vibe. I will say, um, beautiful stadium though. Nice stadium. Like, have you ever been? I have. I had not been there. Um, Nice, nice stadium. Um, I was surprised, you know, my, uh, that there were so many A's fans. Like, uh, I bought tickets on the visitor side to be closer to the A's because I'm a fan. Um, but I did not anticipate. I was surrounded by green hats and green jerseys, like A's. Like, at one point it was like, let's go Oakland. The chant was coming up. Like, I've been to A's Giants in San Francisco. 
and not seeing that many A's fans. And I was telling my cousin that, and he's like, well, you got to understand, Anaheim's a destination. It's summer. It's July. So if any A's fan that has kids and has to take their kids to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or to the beach, well, why not catch an A's game while you're there, right? It's you're gonna you got to be there anyway. Let's do something Dad wants to do. So he's like, yeah, you get a lot of like whatever teams in town, like they'll have a lot of support. And I was just like shocked. Like I did not expect to hear the A's chant going and like just be surrounded. Like I was in my A's hat thinking, man, if they win, I'm going to kind of keep it on the DL. You know, I'm not going to be like, woo, yeah, baby. Nice way to go. Get that home run, Chapman. You know, I'd get my ass beat on the way out by some Angels fan. I wasn't going to do that. Like you hear the horror stories. But dude, I was surrounded. So when Chapman hit the home run, the one Angels fan that was behind us who started to say something, this dude in front of me turns around and goes, what? Like looks at him and the guy shut up. Like I'm like, I didn't, cause uh, he said something like, why don't you go back to Oakland? And the dude in front of me went like, gladly. And we're taking the W with us. And he threw up the West side. <laughs> and I was just like, and the dude went like, oh, and he was kind of an older dude. Not, wasn't gonna scrap. Right. He just shut up. And I'm like, yeah, why would you, dude? You're the only Angels fan on this side. Like, you're surrounded by Oakland fans. And he was upset. He, he clearly wanted his Angels to win, and I get it. And he didn't say another word after that. So I, and he hadn't said anything leading up to that. So I think it's just the anger boiled over. Right. I don't think technically he was talking to us. I think he was actually talking to the A's. Like, ah, oh, go back to Oakland. And the dude, he turns around and goes, gladly, and we're going to take the W with us tomorrow, baby. And uh, he was Hispanic. That's why he had that kind of a voice. Um, but yeah, man, um, beautiful stadium. I got a beef. I got a beef with the Anaheim Stadium. Do you have a, a beef with the all beef? I do. I, I, you, nice. We talked about this a little bit. So what, what, what's your, what do you look forward to food-wise when you go to a game? What are you looking for, man? <clears throat> well, I'm going to out myself here. Yeah, out, out it. I like it. Uh, I have not been to a baseball game in many, many, many moons. Wow. I'm actually surprised by that. I have not been to a professional baseball game in probably eight years. Holy shit. Really? Maybe longer. Oh, my God. You are like the biggest sports fan I know. I'm absolutely shocked. I wouldn't have, if you'd have told me if somebody had been like, you know, Scott ain't been to a baseball game in eight years, I'd have been like, fuck off. You're full of shit. Well, here's what happened, my friend. Okay. Um COVID. No, just Yeah, no, well, yeah. It's always COVID's fault. The last game pr- six years ago, COVID. <laughs> but hey, the game I went to was in twenty eighteen prior to the or twenty nineteen prior to COVID. Well, that's three years right there. Right, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so I'm I'm thinking at least at least seven eight years at least maybe Damn. longer. Uh, so what happened was um, my team, the Giants, mm-hmm. um, won a World Series. They sure did. 2010, yeah. 2012, 2014, and uh, when that happened, uh-huh. uh, the Giants organization organization decided to cash in. Mm. Ticket prices went up. Concession prices went up, parking mm-hmm. went up, everything went up. Like the Giants finally won, and you know, you used to be able to get seats for on a Wednesday for six bucks or twelve bucks or whatever. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? That wasn't a thing anymore. And on top of that, they do a thing called market pricing. Okay. So market pricing, and most organizations do this now. A weekday ticket to a Dodgers-Giants game is going to be significantly more than a weekday ticket versus the Pirates. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, hey, it's a Wednesday that's going to be cheaper because it's Wednesday. It doesn't matter if the Pirates are in town or the Yankees are in town or the Red Sox are in town or someone-so is in town. Tickets are going to be through the roof. Right. Right. Oh, the Angels are in town. Otani is probably going to bring people in through the roof. Oh, yeah. Especially so they can, in the Bay. Yeah. So, so they can charge the shit out of the Asian community. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when that happened, and you may have known this, uh, Savage is very much, don't play with my money, man. Yeah. And uh, I don't uh, <clears throat> I don't appreciate supporting a uh, organization for 30 years of my life 
and then we finally win, and then now you're gonna charge us for it. Mm. So I stopped going, and then you know they went to the shits around 2016 because they got older. They had to basically rebuild, right? And uh, then the prices came back down. But at that point, like I'm not gonna go, right? Because now you want my money because you're not getting money, right? So yeah. fuck you. Yeah. And uh, so it's just not something that I was. Um, I was um, willing to put money into because I felt like they took advantage of their fan base. That's true. And uh, I hadn't thought of that angle. And because uh, the A's lose the majority, like we've had some good runs, but we haven't had three World Series run. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and I think part of it too is like, even if Oakland won the World Series. Because of the park, because the I don't think they could get away with overcharging. People. No, unless they had like three like big superstars. You know what I mean? Right. Like Giants tickets were already more expensive. They have a brand new park or a newer park at that point. You know that's ten years old, which is one of the best parks in the league. You know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Beautiful. So park. they had the ability to say, "What is it, Pac Bell?" Now is that what they're calling it? And I don't even remember what Oracle. Oracle. That's right. Okay. Oracle. Yeah, Pac Bell's where it started. Right, right, right. Pac Bell, SBC to. Every time I go to an A's game, it's a different name. They just put a like a paper banner up there that I feel like they can rip down and just oh next, it's now the Toyota whatever it's it Coliseum. It, it doesn't matter. It's whoever they get the money from. Yeah. So, I just it wasn't something that I wanted to you know put my money towards. Right. And it's such a process to get out there. Yeah. It's such a it's such a thing. Like you either have to park your car and then get on Bard and then like it's a full on day experience. Right. It's true. And I just for me, I just I don't know if soured is the right word, mm. but I just I felt like, you know what? I'm just gonna cool out. I'm gonna follow them, I'm gonna watch the games, I'm gonna pay attention, I'm gonna do all that. But they're not getting my money, man. Got you. Got and, you. And so I haven't been to a baseball game in like a long, long time. But I've been to a shit ton of Kings games. I'm a season yes. ticket holder. Yes, I just you put are. a lot of my money into that. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is a little bit of the it's easier to get to. Oh. Um, games are, I would say, quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, two and a half hours probably. Versus uh, four. Versus four yeah. plus you know, four hours of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, plus, or, you know, travel time. Cause you got to wait for the bar and get on the barter. You're sitting in traffic trying to get out of the stadium. And it's just a different experience. And I spent a lot of time going to a lot of giants games and I'm not, not going to go to a game again. Right. We were, we almost, I, we were supposed to go to a game this August giants A's, but then like everything kind of went haywire this mm. year. Um, my sis, my, uh, uh, my sister's friend Kelly was trying to take um, uh, Nipsey Hustle. Okay. Um, she was trying to take uh, my sister, and we were talking about it, and we're maybe my dad, and you know, but then just things kind of went haywire, and that never uh, transpired. So mm. I almost, but it was at, oh, that would have been at the A Stadium. I almost went this August. But. Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny you mentioned the 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 pricing because. My brother-in-law is a big Yankees fan. And so I'm like, oh, dude, let's get let's get Yankees A's. And yeah, Oakland does the same thing when the Yankees are in town. The tickets were insane. And I'm not going to buy, if I'm going to go to a game, excuse me. Salud! Thank you. If I'm going to go to a game, I'm not sitting up in the bleachers. I want good seats. That's half the fun of being right down in the action. I, I really want that uh, that that experience like right and most of the time at oakland like i like dude we had great seats in anaheim and they were 60 bucks a piece i don't that's not to me that's fine for good really good seats four hours of entertainment um you know they shot off a couple of fireworks at the beginning of the game cool man i'm okay with that but like for these yankees the same seats would were like 100 plus and i'm like fuck you oakland like i get what you're doing because the yankees are a big massive draw you know I, I get it they're an iconic team but how come when the brewers are in town you know the same seats are 30 bucks like right. yeah don't no nah, don't do that so yeah needless to say my brother-in-law and I, i'm not going to see yankees a the yankees a's with my brother-in-law anymore. and that's part of the problem too is yeah. is that is as i've gotten older yeah 
Like I spent a lot of time at Candlestick and at Pack Bell, right? Uh, or SBC or Oracle or AT and T Park yeah. or fucking Three Com or whatever. <laughs> Your name is. here, whatever it is, yeah. But I would buy cheaper seats or whatever. Like I'm at that point in my life where I'm gonna spend money. I'm gonna go. Right. I was also, I was actually even supposed to go in 2020. Mm. Uh, me and the Mad Cyclone, we had bought two tickets to go to. The Giants game for the game when they're going to retire Will Clark's jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that's had right. some emotional yeah. piece to it, obviously. Yes. Old, old 22 on the wall right there. Got your jersey up, signed. Uh, yes, Beautiful. sir. Yeah. Two times silver slugger. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, and um, obviously, COVID shut that down. And mm. then I was real thankful they didn't bring it back this year because all the things was kind of in the air about the people. Right. And hopefully, 2022 is better. They decided they're going to retire it in 2022. Uh, which makes sense. Absolutely. A, That's genius. It worked. It just worked out yeah. that way. Yeah. And then B, uh, in theory, full stadiums will be happening by then. And yeah. they were like, Will Clark deserves to be his, have his number retired. But uh, like I had spent 125 bucks per ticket mm-hmm. to sit behind the plate, kind of by the dugout lower level. For me and my cousin because right. it was such a big deal absolutely but that was a 260 dollar just for tickets we hadn't traveled out there we hadn't eaten you know that was going to be a 400 dollar experience yeah absolutely so it's that thing you know yeah so back to my original point so when you did go to games what was your go-to food what was the grub that savage was getting down on well i will tell you this um as you know i'm very old school classic kind of guy mm-hmm. so i do appreciate a nice dog oh yeah absolutely. um and i will tell you this uh the garlic fries in oh. san francisco are just they are good. heads and shoulders above other places garlic fries i don't know why i don't know what they do they're just better no agreed and i and, and i've been to places in san francisco like across the stadium it's just like the park it's not no i don't know how yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but they're just better. Well, so I After do that. having Anaheim's uh, garlic fries that were nine seventy five in order, I can tell you that you're absolutely 100% right because I have had the the, uh, the the garlic fries at whatever the park's called now, the Giants' home field there, and they're incredible. Yeah, I, that was my biggest disappointment was I haven't been to a lot of – I've been to Oakland Coliseum. I've been to Pac Bell Park or whatever it is that the Giants call it now. Uh, and I've been to uh, where the San Diego Padres play and now to Anaheim. And I can say that I thought that um, I think San Diego, everywhere I've been, that stadium's beautiful. Like, I just thought that was a beautiful field. I'm not a Padres fan, but it was gorgeous. And their food. Like, I love a good dog. You're talking about a dog. Well, they gave you options. Like, we're going to wrap it in bacon and fill it with cheese and then deep fry it and melt the cheese. And the prices weren't horrible. Like, and then and then I got garlic fries. They were pretty darn good. Not as good as the ones at the Giants, but they were good. So I got a dog in San Diego. I got this bacon wrapped cheese dog, and they had a chili pump. I pumped some chili on that bad boy. Woo! It was good with them garlic fries. I mean, you said chili pump, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was delicious, man. So I get to Anaheim, and I'm thinking it's going to be similar, right? San Diego, Anaheim, they're like cousins. They're right there, right? So the first thing that pissed me off was you got garlic fries and chicken strips on one end, hot dogs, chips, and peanuts on one end, pizza somewhere else, and nachos somewhere else. So you can't get a dog and garlic fries in the same spot. Don't set, if you're getting a dog, you want fries with your dog, right? So, all right, that's already kind of pissed me off. We're not early, so the game's trying to start and Max and I are starving because we've been on the road. We got to the hotel. We got to the game. We parked, got in. So I'm like, all right, we run over. Uh, two large Cokes, two orders of garlic. I'm going $9.75 a pop. Should I just get one? They're probably going to be huge. And then I'm like, Bill, you're at a baseball game. They're not going to be huge. And it's going to be, you're going to be disappointed in what your $9.75 gets you get to. So I'm like, okay, two garlic fries, two large Coke Zeros, swipe my card. And then I tell Max, all right, you stay here, get this stuff. I'm running over. You want a dog, right? He's like, yeah, I want a dog too. Okay, boom. So I get over to the dog section while he's getting the Cokes and the garlic fries. $5.75 or $6.75 for a standard hot dog, nine something for a brat. 
And I'm like, I just want a standard all beef dog, but there's no cheese. There's no, I'm like, Hey, where's your onions and all that. They had a little section with like packets of mustard, packets of relish. And you know, that was it. Catch up. All right. I get two dogs. I'm thinking, all right, 675. This is going to be a jumbo again, Bill. Where are you? Come on, man. That's, I don't know what I was thinking. It's a regular old standard looking hot dog for $6.75. And then Max comes over with the two $9.75 garlic fries. And they were good. It was good garlic fries, nothing special. But it was a $9.75 good. And so I was highly disappointed in their food. And then they made a big deal about there being fireworks. And literally the fireworks were, ladies and gentlemen, taking the field now, you're Anaheim Angels. And it went like, pop, pop. It was like a white line and a white burst of light. No colors, no. Normally when they say fireworks in July at the end of the game, they put on a show. And I'm thinking, this is Anaheim, right? We're by Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. And this is Hollywood. We're going to get a show. And they, they were like, here come your Anaheim angels. Pop, pop. And Max was like, that's not the fireworks, right? I'm like, oh, no. They're going to do more at the end. That was just That's just something to announce the team. Nope, that was it. That was the fireworks that they made a big, hey, it's firework night. That's one of the reasons I picked a night game too. I'm like, oh, we'll get fireworks, it's a bonus. No damn fireworks, man, look like a, look like somebody shot up a flare. <laughs> it was like nothing, man, like, come on, man. Come out to the stadium this weekend for flare night. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, their swag was nice, the t-shirt was nice. I'm not an Otani fan, I told Max, give it to your friend, dude, I'm not gonna wear it. Uh, his friend was wanting something Otani. So I'm like, give it to your buddy, man. He'll wear it. But I was a little bit disappointed. And you know, every stadium has that one thing that they're usually known for. And so I wish I would have talked to somebody because I was looking around and everybody had kind of like what you got here. These little mini baseball helmets. Yeah. You got a Detroit Tigers batting helmet. They had the little mini, not mini, they're pretty good sized. Anaheim Angels helmets. They had them turned over and they were filled with these nachos with cheese and onions and bell peppers and beans and what looked like chicken. And I'm looking around and everybody's got these nachos. And I'm like, oh fuck, that's the thing here. It's the nachos. Like, it seems like you talk about the garlic fries at Giant Stadium. I think the bacon wrapped dog at when I went to San Diego, that was their thing. Well, the thing in Anaheim clearly was the nachos. I looked around, those helmets with melted cheese were left everywhere. Like, like I should have got the nachos, damn it. And it looked like a good deal. It was a lot of food. I don't know what they were charging, but I was like, damn it. I fucked up. I should have got the nachos, man. I, I think that that's the thing is that each place kind of has their own thing. Yeah. Um, and in certain places, they just kill it. Yeah. Right. So, for example, the Giants, right? You got the garlic fries, which is a staple there, right? Yeah. Uh, the Lumpia companies there. Mm, right? That's right. E40s grew, E40s yep. partial, yep. you know, so they have a Lumpia company cart. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have the crab sandwiches there on fresh sourdough. Oh, okay. I you didn't know. know. I'm not a seafood guy, so yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they also have a real good um, uh, tri-tip place where they have uh, tri-tip sandwiches. Mm. Now, you're gonna pay out your ass for that shit, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind if it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. I ex anticipate expensive, but when it ain't good on top of it, then I'm like, all right, you guys just piss me off now. Right. Like, yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. It's it's we work hard for our money. Absolutely. So the last thing we want to do is fork out money and be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the like game, I don't mind. Like I went to, I think I showed you or you saw online. I went to this new place, Angry Chicks, that just opened up with the chicken place. It's right around the corner. I went with OU Nasty, and uh, it cost me almost thirty-five bucks for both of us. And that was a spicy chicken place. Yeah. Okay, when we went to the spicy chicken place, Max was like, I think Scott went to the new one somewhere. And I'm like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, Angry Chicks. Scott it's, ain't it's, going to no chicken place without me, man. No, it's, 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 a, it's a little place that just opened up. It's a big deal. There's only a few of them, like, in California. Is that the same one that we follow on Instagram that's in Sacramento that you and I, was that, like, no, it's like Dead Bird or something like that. It's like, like Nashville. Yeah, like Hot Birds Something, or something or some else, shit. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Max said you went somewhere. And I go, I don't think so. I didn't see that. But, yeah. So, Sorry, uh, Max. You were right, buddy. My bad. Bad boy, Max. Yeah. Max uh, is following so Miss Savage. But it was really good. Yeah. So I don't mind. It was it was OU Nasty's birthday. That's what nice. we, we, you know, that's what we were trying to get done. Uh, so it's certainly, uh, it was worth it. Because, yeah. you know, this is his birthday. Let's check this place out. 
the money doesn't matter if it's good. Right. You know? Yeah, we, Max and I. Oh, you nasty. Yes, sir. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, we paid 30 plus when we went to uh, Hot Birds, but it was delicious. I was so full. We went to the movies after that, and I'm like, I don't want. It's rare that I say, I do not want popcorn. I told Max when we got there, it smells good but I'll, I will vomit. Like it was like so much food, like, but it was delicious. So 36 bucks. I was like, whatever. It was delicious. I don't care. It was filling and delicious. Yeah. Money well spent. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right, man. So, uh, it sounds like you had an amazing trip. I did. Uh, I, I did. There's a lot more to do in Anaheim than Disneyland. And what I told Max and what I really realized is Disneyland is such a time suck that how often do you go to Anaheim and actually just drive around Anaheim and take in the restaurants and the different things you don't because California adventure and Disneyland, it's like a full day to get every, you know, four or five days just to do that. I had never been to Huntington beach. We spent the day at Huntington beach. Saw that. And just had a blast, man. They got these bike trails and dog walking trails where you can rent a bike and it goes six miles one way, five miles the other way. The beach is beautiful. There are shops and restaurants all along the beach and it's right on the Pacific Coast Highway. So there's Uh stores and more restaurants. And I looked at Max and I'm like, why the hell haven't I been here? And I was like, oh yeah, because when I come here, I go to Disneyland and they take all my money and all my time. That fucking mouse gets every ounce of my time and every dollar that I own. Like, And I'm not anti-Disney. I love Disney. But what I learned on this trip is Anaheim in that area is amazing. It took us like 30 minutes to get to Huntington Beach. It was incredible. We had the Angry Birds. We, we went to the 40X. We had dessert. We... I mean, we, we hit, um, he needed school shoes. So we were hitting like some, some, uh, outlets and some shopping malls. There's just a, we drove past, um, which I haven't been to since I was a kid, um, Knott's Berry Farm, which is, I had somebody tell me, you don't want to go there. It's like the ghetto Disneyland. It's cheaper. So they have more problems there, but I mean, it looked cool from the outside. Like I just, there's so much to do in Southern California, but you forget that it becomes like, it's the Disneyland trip, not the Southern California trip. So and I got to see my cousin and his wife, and we had breakfast on Sunday on our way out. So it was amazing. We had a phenomenal trip. Uh, next stop, Colorado, man. Mm. Yeah, and I'll be talking about that. Never been. I'm going to visit a mm. buddy of mine out there. So. I thought the Rockies would be a little more... <laughs> Rockier, rockier. Wait, that John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. We got we got time for one quick music take. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. And yes. uh, I know you wanted to bring it up because you said you had a take about the new Nas yes. uh, album slash Eminem single, and you had a you had a take about a feature, and yes. I wanted to hear it. And then because I also have one, so. Nas dropped King's Disease two, which I'm enjoying. I was not a fan of King's Disease one. Also, that was the album that my son was listening to yes. in the garage, and I was very proud of. Yeah, that's a good album, man. I, King's Disease One, I tried to like it. The critics loved it. Fans were loving it. Everybody was like, it was a comeback for Nos. Every time I would hear that, I would think, maybe I'm missing something. And I kept popping it in, popping it in. Then it won Best Rap Album of the Year Grammy, and I still I couldn't feel it. And it's Nos and Hit Boy. Hit Boy does the beats, Nos on the vocals. It's not a bad album. I just wasn't returnable for me wasn't much re-listenability there Uh i'm really enjoying this new one but one of the big deals you know whenever eminem features on something it's always a big deal when you get arguably two of the greatest mcs of our era eminem and nas together Uh on one track and then you throw epmd into the mix a legendary hip-hop group it's a big deal so Man, before the album even dropped, when he made the announcement, like the album's dropping on this day, and hey, guess what? I got a song with Eminem and EPMD. Was well, a song called, uh, I think it's EPMD 2. The first one was called EPMD. This is EPMD 2, uh, featuring Eminem and EPMD. And it's, I love the beat, love the Eminem, uh, they love the, uh, love the EPMD feature, love to hear them. I thought they sounded great. Uh, made me really nostalgic and hungry for a new epmd album but i listened to this eminem feature and he's killing it lyrically doing what he always does and i'm trying to understand why it's not exciting and why i'm not like falling in love with it and it's because now when eminem features it's like the same thing every single time he's gonna go last he always goes last he's always gonna rap for a really long time longer than anybody else 
like Nas. It's Nas's album. The song's called EPMD. EPMD's on there. That shit don't matter. Eminem's going to give 30 or 40 more bars than whoever's on that track. And he's going to go so long that the beat's going to change while he's rapping. And then it's going to change back. And it's going to be with crazy wordplay. Lots of crazy wordplay and intricate wordplay and weird flow changes. And lots of puns. You know, you know, double entendres. But it's, that's not this song, EPMD2. That's not the energy that this song asked for. To me, it sounded like Nas and EPMD were on one track and Eminem was off doing his own thing. That would have been fine on an Eminem album or maybe a different song with a different energy. But that's, sometimes as a rapper, you need to know what the song calls for. Like I told you when I write, the beat will tell me what to write. When I hear a beat, the beat dictates where the lyrics go and where the flow goes. I feel like Eminem's like, fuck you beat. I'm gonna make you work for however I wanna do it. I'm gonna flip my tongue and flip the multi-syllabic crazy rhyme play and the lyrical miracle. And I'm gonna make you work no matter what you want or what you need. And to me, it was just like, I felt like Eminem was in a different studio on a different song. It what. I told somebody on social media, they're like, I could have lived without that Eminem verse. I'm like, it's not that it's a bad verse, just doesn't belong on this song. It's not the right energy. The way Nas rapped and the way EPMD rapped doesn't match what Eminem's doing and it throws the song off in my opinion. And Eminem just did what I come to expect with every feature. He goes last, he goes for a long time and he goes ballistic, but not every song calls for that. Sometimes you can just rap. I just want to hear what you're saying, dude. And go ahead and just rap like normal. Like you don't have to, we know you can do that. You don't got to prove it. You're already the biggest money making artist ever. What do you got to prove at this point? Just rap normal, dude. I just want to hear what you got to say sometimes, you know? What's your take on that? It's a lot to unpack, Bill. It is a lot to unpack. Yeah. Uh, I hate to sound like a broken record here. Yeah. But... It's one of the reasons that I am such a huge fan of Yellow Wolf. Mm-hmm. Is he has so many different things that he does. Right. So like, it's 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 the opposite of what Eminem is. Right. What you just described is Eminem is going to go for two minutes. Doesn't matter what the beat is. He's going to be crazy wordplay. He's going to rap. He's going to fucking lyrically blow everybody else on the song off yeah not even close yeah but it's the thing we've been hearing for the last five years right whatever yeah and it doesn't that's not what that song and that's not and it's not that it's not insanely um impressive and he doesn't say something every now and then where i'm like oh yeah of course he did yeah i would by no way shape or form say that was a bad verse but i i look at guys that we like that now that are like even guys like Tech Nine and like they're they're doing some singing and they're like doing changing their way they rap. It's not the same every single time. Right. And Yellow Wolf to me is the king of the guys that we listen to because he does so many different things. Right. With his rhyme style and his and his singing and the and the the, the bouncing act back and forth between like when I listened to that EPM two EPMD two song, I was like, Well shit, he just fucking blew the wheels off the other guys, but like just like two minutes like he's just going right forever i mean yeah and and so i get it 100 percent. like i i appreciate it i liked the beat i thought eminem lyrically was better than the other two guys um and the other two that three people i guess right epmd and nas yeah but i mean the other people on the song yeah yeah um but um but yeah man i mean you're not wrong i mean I, i that's the thing is i think that i think you said it best when you said that that's not what the song called for. And sometimes Eminem's on a track and that's what the song calls for. And yeah. it's fucking great. Yo, absolutely. Fucking perfect. I love it. Like that's the energy we needed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I will, uh, I do disagree with you a little bit unless I misunderstood you. Uh, it was nice hearing uh, EPMD's voice. Yeah. And having them rap. Yeah. I thought their content was terrible. Yeah. I thought it was just 
something you and me could have wrote in like five minutes. Like I didn't think I wasn't impressed by the rhyming. Yeah. I mean, they and, didn't, and, and, their bars weren't insanely crazy, but they were just saying shit about getting the neighborhood and getting, give me more than a stimulus. Give me my, they were talking, there's some deeper stuff in there, but they just say it simply. But yeah, their voices were great. Their energy was great. They weren't mind-blowing bars by any step. But EPMD was never mind-blowing bars. Like that's just not. And I, they're and from I think, the eighties. And you know? I and I think that it would just for me it sounded too simple because they were just each saying a bar. Yeah. One line. They went back and yeah, forth, like, and yeah. they're wedged in between Nas and Eminem. Right. So you're going, like, whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 Nas and I was I was talking to Justin about Nas and I was like. He, we were talking about his career scope and how amazing he was at the beginning. And then he kind of, you know, he used the term fell off is, is maybe not fair, but he got to a place where he was, I don't know if it was like, he wasn't as popular as he was. Like he was down, it was a downtime in his career, I guess. And then he kind of had a little bit of a resurgence, but not like a huge resurgence. So, um, yeah. And for me, like, I, I think that it, like, when I would listen to him, there would be stuff, like, most guys when they get older, like, I, I compared him to E-40, like, E-40 will put out a CD and there'll be 15 tracks on it, and four tracks I think will be absolutely mind-blowing, I will love right. it, and the rest of it I could just throw away, I'll never listen to it sure. again. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where Nas got for me, like, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I like that, I like that, this is terrible, waste of my time. I don't care about this person who's featured like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's a, this one, I didn't care for the last one. This one I'm enjoying. Uh, I, I certainly have, 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 have did the, uh, the DJ Billy a skim yeah. and uh, I liked what I heard so far. There's a song called death row East where he talks yeah. about how death row was trying to come out into the East coast and set up shop and his relationship with Tupac. That's a great song. There's a song called store run where he talks about how the, Older OGs will make the younger cats run to the store for him to get their cigars or their liquor, or whatever, and bring it back. And he's reminiscing about how he's now in that position, and the younger guys do that for him. And there's some there's some killer stuff on there, man. It's got a little more energy. It's a little right. more street. Right. The last one was a little more woke, I think. Oh. If that's the proper terminology. I don't know. He's trying to be a little deeper. This one just feels more. Yeah, the last one was kind of artsy, and I think that's why it won a Grammy. Grammys like that shit. They want the art, whereas I just want rhymes and beats. The beats are way better on this one. There is a Lauren Hill feature, and Lauren Hill hasn't rap-rapped in a long time. She sings generally. So when I saw her feature, I was like, oh, she's going to sing with Nas again. And she drops a verse. She bars up. like She's like, look, you ain't heard me do this in a while. Here I go. Not like Eminem. Not too long or crazy flows. You're hearing what she's got to say, and it's important. And she's wanting you to know what she's got to say is great, man. I haven't given it a full dedicated listen yet, like front to back, but I've heard the majority of it in the car, at home, at the gym, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it much more than the last one. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Me too. Sir. Yes. Before we leave, I just uh, have to tell you one thing. Okay. Every now and then there's an artist, and I don't know if this is going to make sense to you, but every now and then there's an artist, and we talk about relatability and how important that is to us as far as um, <clears throat> we may not, we may like something, but we don't really understand it or we don't relate to it or we right. don't. But every now and then you run into an artist, and I think this is probably for you along the evidence track. Uh-huh. Um, maybe a little bit of the atmosphere, like where you kind of understand some of the stuff he's talking about because you're relating to it. Relatability, you know I mean? yeah. Um, there is an artist that every time he puts out something, I swear to God, he's in my head. Okay. Who is that? It's, yeah. It's King Iso. Yeah. I like his new video. I watched it. His new single, Yeah. Uh, Hypocrite. Yes. Is, that's the video I watched. Is so. It's a good video. It too. hit me so hard. Yeah so hard because that is me yeah right he talks about you're constantly lifting people up and people you know just you know they 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 vibe off of you they 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 feed off of your energy right but then the whole time like you might you know you're you're internally like just beat down you're tired you're you know and it, but if you give up then you're a hypocrite considering right. what you talk about you absolutely know, what you push and it's a great song i really I, enjoyed it and i listened to it and i'm like 
God, this guy needs to get out of my head, dude. Like every time he puts something out, and, and I mean that's the beauty of music, right? Absolutely. And I'm probably not the only person that's like, man, I'm totally feeling that. You're you like the I like track. the song and the video. If you don't know if you've had a chance to see the video, it's a great video. No, he dropped too. yesterday. And yeah, I, was, I saw. I came across it on YouTube and I watched it. It's good. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah, nice episode. Great, uh, great to hear about the trip and that went well. And it uh, did. We had a good time. And I'm sorry I blew your mind that I haven't been to a baseball game in eight I, years. I am. Sh- I got. I got to admit, as as much of a diehard giant, we're sitting in the Giants' room, like the the lair painted. Yeah, if Batman's got the Bat Cave, Savage has the Giants' cave, dude. And it's so yeah, that that did blow my mind. But I, I, I understand. I took because that. I, I might go to a game a year. It's expensive, man. Absolutely. And not the A's aren't as expensive. So right. I get it. Totally. 100%. All right, my guy. Uh, do me a huge, huge solid and get us out of here like the champ you are. I'm going to change it up today. In the immortal words of your pops, oh, Randy Bittner, you only get lucky if you get close. So go out there and have a good time, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Peace. You got to get lucky. You got to be close to get lucky. Is that what, what did I say? He's a little off. But you, I was a little off? Yeah, you got it. I like that, dude. No, I'm hey, going to use that. It's, it's genius. I live my life by it, man. I like, love it's it, It's one man. of the things I never I forgot. I meant to you, say it in the last episode. I think it's genius. Hey, you, you got to get close to get lucky. 100%. There it is. So All right, true. man. Peace. See you.